Welcome to Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer. Boy, do I have a show for you today, and you're not going to want to uh, turn away from this one. Ellie Holcomb is with me today. She's the daughter of Brown Bannister, and she tells me lots of stories of how her career started just being in the studio and being around that environment. It probably made it a lot easier for her to walk in the studio at a later age and be able to be all she could be in the studio. Well, she married. She married Drew Holcomb, and they were an item for a while on the stage. And I tell you, their music together is just awesome. But she's done some other things by herself, and she's going to tell us those stories about how that came to be, and how she even has written two children's books. And just in time for Christmas, Sounding Joy is one that you will want to get this Christmas season for your family, for your grandkids, and for those who need something to remind them what Christmas is all about. So stay tuned for Ellie Hopel. Ellie, it's really good to see you this morning, and thank you so much uh, for taking time with us on Jesus Calling uh, Stories of Prayer. You know, uh, at this time of year, there's lots of people out there that are needing prayer and they're needing the encouragement from such a wonderful book as Jesus Listens, Stories of Prayer. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in music? What's your history in music? Absolutely. Yeah. So I grew up right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad is a producer and... um, so I was in the studios from the age of, you know, four or five singing background vocals. Um, I didn't really think that I was going to end up doing music for my job. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause as a little kid, I watched and I was like, Oh, you just have to leave home all the time. If you do music, you go play shows everywhere. So yeah. I actually swore I would never do music, swore I would never be a musician, but I loved writing music. And yeah. actually I love Jesus Calling, Jesus Listens so much. Um, that has been a very steady um, way for me to engage with God's word mm-hmm. and with his spirit really. And so um, I, but as a really young kid, I mean, as a middle schooler, I started sitting in scripture and letting music come out. And so I was writing from a really young age. I just didn't know it would be my job. I got my master's in education um, mm-hmm. and I taught for a couple of years. And then I always say God has a sense of humor because I also swore I would never marry my best guy friend. And I, I swore I'd never marry a musician. And I fell in love with my best guy friend, Drew. <laughs> and, and he was a musician and he convinced me to quit my teaching job and join his band. And so I did that. We had uh, our first little kid, Emmy Lou, took her on the road with us. Um, and that was hilarious and crazy. Um, and then I quit to be a stay at home mom about a year into that. Cause she was living her life in a car seat, you know, never, mm-hmm. you know, she started walking and I was like, Oh my goodness, we've got to get this girl home. So I quit to be a stay at home mom. And then since this invitation from God, um, I was writing scripture into songs, trying to memorize scripture with a friend of mine who battled depression. And since to call from the Lord to, to be willing to share the music that I was writing with other mm-hmm. people. And so, um, you know, I, I never thought that I would end up doing this, but I, I cannot really express what a joy and a delight it has been, uh, 
to sing God's word over people and, and to hear the stories of how he's brought his word um, to bear fruit and hope and light and life in people's yeah. lives over the years. I think songs connect people's stories and um, they're bridges. And that has been my deepest joy is to write songs that connect people to the ultimate bridge builder, Jesus. Um, and so I am so grateful to get to do this now, even though it's really not what I thought I was going to do for my job. <laughs> well, I just resonate with you so much because I, I never thought that I would sing either. I was very, I was very shy. I had a lisp. I, I stuttered. I was the fourth of four kids and the wow. other kids sang before me. And, you know, at this time of year, you know, um, my sister Reba, of course, she was two years ahead of me in school. And so they thought, right. well, if she can sing, Susie can sing. And so they just put me up there and it was like, ah, I don't know if I want to do this. And they had me sing How Great Thou Art during the Thanksgiving play and all oh, of that. Word. And so I you were thought, thrust into it. You're like, I don't even know if I want to be here. <laughs> Thank y'all very much. But it was something for me, you know, when we when we feel so inadequate that if people will give us just a little bit of a push, it mm -hmm. kind of pushes us out of what we think we are, not what God thinks we are. Oh, and so uh, I so believe beautiful. that I moved in finally into where God wanted me to. You know, uh, you just have a wonderful, and when you're singing with Drew, you know, your lower harmony is just awesome. Thank you. Um, I love to watch you guys sing and listen to you. And, but we're not talking about Drew. We're talking about you today. And, <laughs> well, I love Drew so much. And I know, is, I know you do. I love making music with Drew and knew that it was a, you know, it was a hard there's a cost to doing music. You wake up in a different city every day, you travel yes, yes. But It's been a really beautiful thing to integrate music and our work with, with our family and our kids. And they have loved it. And even though there are hard times when we have to leave and we come back, a lot of times we're able to bring them along for the fun and for the, for the joy of it and the travel and the adventure. So we're really, really grateful. One thing I, I remember was so hard is uh, the people, you know, um, you, you, you're there to minister to people and then there's your kids, you know, right. and to have enough time for your kids and say, okay, we'll go do that in just a few minutes or, okay, we'll get something to eat just a few minutes, you know, and peep the pull. I was just with them at an event um, and I think I got stopped, you know, we were playing a show that night, but there was like sort of an outdoor market that I was walking with them and, um, you know, it got stopped, I think like 35 different times. It was, a, it was a lot. And it was sort of our time together and they were kind of like, okay. Um, and so we stopped and talked later. And I just, I said, you know, I, I am a little overwhelmed by this moment, all these beautiful stories that we've heard. I hope you've heard some of them of the way that God's used my music to, to speak and right. to encourage people. I was like, I just want y'all to know that you are a part of that too. And I know that's hard and there will always still be time for you. We're yeah. going to kind of scurry away from this area. But when that happens, I would love for you to ask for God to give you patience, number one. And then mm -hmm. I just wonder what it would look like if, if when people stopped me that what if y'all took that as your commission to pray for people? 
even if you don't know who they are. And so they were like, okay, mom, we'll try that. (laughs) But it is that hard push and pull of like, God has called, God has called me to do this. And therefore called y'all in some ways to be a part of this. And there is a cost to that. Um, But it's hard to explain that to the younger sometimes. Um, But there's some beautiful, there's some beauty in that too. You're a part of this family and this calling too. And Mm -hmm. in what ways is God calling you to serve? Well, congratulations on all of the Dove awards and Dove nominations and the number ones and, and all of that. But what you said a while ago really, really blessed me because there's no award that can be as rewarding as looking out on a crowd and seeing the words of your music impact a soul. Um, it, it, there's nothing, nothing as fulfilling as that. You know, you know, it is, it is, um, you know, it's a really humbling, it's a humbling place to be. A stage is a humbling place to be. That doesn't sound exactly right. You're like, wait, what? No, the spotlight's on you. But when you are able to see um, that you're just one, you get to be one part, one, just one person that God uses. And really, I think that's all of us. Uh, we, we may not get to look out on a room of people singing a song, but he calls all of us um, to bear witness, to reflect the light of his love. And um, it just so happens that from a stage, you can kind of see uh, you you get to see a little bit like some glimpses of maybe ways that he is is doing that. But I learned a long time ago when we were first starting, we were in community colleges um, on this NACA circuit, National Association of College Arts and Entertainment. So they would bring you into like community colleges at noon to play in the cafeteria, which but they wouldn't tell students they were doing that. So it was mm-hmm. super humbling. Like people would look at you like, what are you doing here? And like put their, put their headphones in and like roll their eyes and like literally put their headphones on. And you're like, oh, right. This is really hard. And, um, a sweet friend of mine, Jennifer Daniels, um, was on that same circuit and I, she was asking me how I was doing. We were playing a show together one night at like a listening room in Atlanta. And she said, I said, she said, how are you doing? I was like, you know, it is really, it's a little bit soul sucking out there. You know, like it's just, <laughs> it's very humbling these days. And um, I'm really grateful to be able to pay our bills because you do get paid to do these shows, but it's pretty mm-hmm. tough on like your spirit and your heart. I think that's a really, really cool, uh, maybe even a start of a song, the lament, I, what I feel for you as I watch you try to disengage from me. Mm. In, a, in out in the crowd. You don't think you need Jesus, but that's the farthest thing from what you need. Yeah. And the, the, the empathy, uh, the crying out of our hearts to yeah. lament for those people. You know, it, it's sad when yeah. they try to close you out. But Yeah. Well, you, you know, know you, I mean, it's very, very much talks about in scripture how not everybody wants to hear. Um, no. But God came. He sent like for God so loved the world, the whole world. And so I think it's such a joy um, to know it's not up to me. It's not up to any of us to change anybody's heart, but we do get to bear witness. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. You not only uh, sing and write songs, but you've been writing books and um, 
I, w- I want you to tell us about your children's books and especially Sounding Joy because yes. it's Christmas and we all need books that we can sit and uh, read to our grandchildren, of yes. course. Yes. Oh, I love that. I, I, it has been such a joy. I did not also, I did not know that I was going to be an author. Mm-hmm. I was an English major. I love writing, um, but I did not think that I was going to write books, but it has been such a delight to write books um, for children. And then I wrote a devotional for you know, all ages, um, but more for grownups. Um, and so, uh, I, I will never forget. We do this tradition in our family. Um, it started when I was nine, our Mm -hmm. family got invited to a friend's house at Christmas, um, for like a chili carol sing. And so, um, I will never forget. We were all playing hide and go seek eating. And then they gather everybody in one room, they pass out these little booklets. They pass out instruments to everybody. This is very Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, it, bells, tambourines, shakers, mandolins, drums. Um, and there was a there was a piano in the room. And, you know, grandparents and kids alike started calling out songs that they loved. And we uh-huh. all started, our voices mingled together. And there was something in my nine-year-old self that knew we are made to sing together. Mm-hmm. We have a reason to sing because of Jesus, a reason to rejoice because of Jesus. And so we do that tradition now. We sing these Christmas songs every year and sometimes I don't even think about hmm. the lyrics. And so that is where my book, Sounding Joy, was Boy. Um, and so I just started asking the question, well, what does joy sound like? And what does it mean for each, each um, to to repeat the joy um, that was that was sung in the sky by the angels all those nights ago when Jesus was born and it, it changed the course of history. And so um, it has been such a delight to write a book that what I hope will be like a Linus moment, you know, for families where he's reading in that Charlie Brown Christmas where he reads the little passage from Luke. Um, Cause there's so much wonderful. And so what my hope for the book is that it, It really has all the magic and the fun and the wonder of the Christmas season, but that it also helps families connect to the beautiful, the most beautiful story I know that, that God's not out to get us, that he's out to draw us near. He moved into the neighborhood um, so that we could know that we all have a place where we belong and that we always have a reason to sing. And so um, anyway, it has just been a delight uh, to write. My kids love it uh, because they love all the Christmas things, but they also love, I think kids are able to enter in in an imaginative way to the Christmas story in a way that maybe sometimes we lose as adults. So it's been a really sweet thing leaning into that story with them. Thank you for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we end with a prayer from Jesus Listen Stories? Oh, I guess I would just say, um, I, my hope is that people would gather and sing. And if you don't feel like you can carry a tune yourself, uh, I did make a record to go along with the book. So, so you can gather your people in the kitchen and, and uh, listen to the song of the book, um, to some other classic, beautiful Christmas songs um, and, and lift up your voice or dance in the kitchen um, while you, while you listen along with the kind of companion album to the book. Well, I guarantee you I'll be getting one of those for for my family. 
Awesome. And uh, even though we're a singing family, there's some of us that can't sing a lick. So <laughs> we just have to kind of let you lead us. Okay. I love it. Sounds that would good. Be good. Hey, would you please read an excerpt out of Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer? And uh, we have picked for you December 25th of all of all days. That okay? is amazing. Yeah, yeah. This is Jesus Listens, December 25th. Precious Lord Jesus, when an angel announced your birth to shepherds living out in the fields near Bethlehem, he told them, do not be afraid. I bring you good tidings of great joy. This command to not be afraid is repeated frequently throughout the Bible. Thank you for providing this tender, merciful directive. You know how prone to fear I am, yet you do not condemn me for it. However, I do want to break free from my inclination to be fearful. I've discovered that joy is a powerful antidote to fear. And the greater the joy, the more effective an antidote is. The angel's announcement to the shepherds was one of great joy. Help me never to lose sight of what amazingly good news the gospel is. Lord, we just thank you today for your awesomeness. Thank you for your plan for us. Thank you that each year that we can celebrate the magnificence of this story. Lord, we love you and praise you and thank you for Ellie Holcomb. Thank you for what you're doing in her life, in her kid's life, in her husband Drew's life. Lord, we thank you and praise you for the, um, the significance of Jesus calling stories of prayer and all of the books out there that are helping people to pray to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer. We'll be back again with another guest and another story. But until then, please remember that Jesus hears you, he cares for you, and he's just a prayer away. I'm Susie McIntyre Eaton, and I'll see you next time. Be sure to follow us on social media and on the Jesus Calling podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts so that you can keep up with our weekly audio episodes and special monthly series like this one. And be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling channel on YouTube where you'll find the video version of this interview. Thanks for listening.